Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. So thankful to have you here today, and we're going to be talking about five ways worship leaders can honor and make a major impact. Five ways worship leaders can honor humbly and make a major impact with your church and your pastor and your leadership teams. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. And we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Let's join together in today's episode starting now. My name is Tim Price, and I'm glad to have you here today. I'm in the studio with Elizabeth West. How's it going, Elizabeth? Good. Glad that you're here helping with uh, some of the tech side of this. And like we did the other day, I thought that was really fun, Elizabeth, when we sat and talked, and then you made a couple notes, and you talked at the end. Not that we have to recreate that format. We don't really have a full-blown usual format for Worship Leader Toolbox. It's either me talking, or me and Clint talking, or this one last time when I talked and then you talked. <laughs> so that's a pretty good way to do it too. So we'll just um, keep people on their toes. They'll never know what they're going to get. But the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast is for worship leaders and teams who are serving in local church ministry. And we hope that these practical discussions can help you as a leader continue to grow in your ministry there. So thankful for you and what you're doing. So we want to talk about these five ways that worship leaders can honor humbly. And what honor is, it's basically an important mix of respect and integrity. A person can honor someone else by respecting them in word and action. And honor is also about keeping somebody's word, honoring what has been said and making it happen. When, when someone else has placed faith in a person to accomplish something or to fulfill an agreement, the honorable thing is to fulfill it. And so each of these five ways are opportunities for you to fulfill this honor that requires a humble posture and heart. It's really less about you and more about those who join you in serving. Those who serve with you and serve God who has called you. So here are five areas that worship leaders need to show honor in their ministry. So area number one, honor the time. Time is a big deal when you're dealing with people. We want to make sure that we're carving out the time and creating the time so that people can serve with their best opportunity, so that they can fit into their calendar and on their plates in their lives an opportunity to use their gifts for ministry. And we also want to honor the time that it takes for people to actually participate with us. We don't very often go over the scheduled time. This is partly because of the culture of having multiple services on Sunday morning. There's actually four that we squeeze in somehow here at our church in Troy. And as a result, we have to plan for a certain amount of time. And I know that there have been times and I've, you know, been a participant in several opportunities when the structure in that way isn't present. And a handful of times, it is really, really, really gone over time. Just the idea of being in the spirit and serving and worshiping together as a church. And for those times just to open up. But I also think God can work when that we do have those constraints as well. And it's amazing how the Spirit can work in all kinds of circumstances. But when we honor the time, we make sure that we aren't late for rehearsals or meetings or, of course, worship services. 
We don't go over the scheduled time. We make sure that we uh, rehearse and try to end and be disciplined to say, yes, you committed to these 75 minutes and now we are officially done. Sometimes I'll even make sure that I say, we are officially done. But if you have a minute, I would love to talk with you know so-and-so about this or that. We don't want to overschedule or double book ourselves or our team members. And um, another great reason for honoring the time is that it will allow you to grow in the discipline of honoring time on other fronts of life. We don't want to miss this important aspect of living a faithful life. If we are constantly starting late and going long and everything's all topsy-turvy with the discipline of time in our lives, then we aren't going to be honoring the time with our friends and family at home either. And so you do your best to uh, be efficient, to be joyful, to have community, to love people, to visit, to talk, and all the things you want to work into your everyday life. But you also want to do that at home as well. And so when we honor the time, commitment to starting and beginning things that we're in charge of on time, it makes a major difference. And it's a humble way that we can honor our people. Here's number two of five. We need to honor the preparation. Rehearsal with your ministry team is really like a contract. And if you need to change something, you really need to apologize. I want our teams to always be flexible. I don't ever want to get to a point where we can't do a different song if it's totally needed, or we can't add a video if a guest speaker shows up that morning. We want to make sure that we can do all we can to make the worship service the best possible. But we need to honor the time that our team needs to prepare and feel ready and able to do their best. So we need to make sure we have material and resources needed so they can practice well. We need to honor the skill level of our people by stretching them, yet being very patient. And we need to honor the preparation of our own hearts and the hearts of our team. Practical things like Sabbath and prayer life and time in God's word are all a huge part of honoring the preparation of your heart and your mind as you prepare to lead for God's people. So we've got honor the time, honor the preparation. Number three is honor your pastor. Work hard to uplift and support your pastor. If you are a full-time worship leader or part-time on-staff worship leader or even a volunteer worship leader, you want to... Um, Encourage and boost your pastor in the ministry. It's not easy being a pastor of a church these days, probably never really has been, but especially in a, in a culture where um, the, the rating of the importance of a pastor has gone down. And that's unfortunate, but I also understand it. So you as a partner with the pastor, the pastor and the worship leader are together in this, along with other members of the church. But there's a special connection for the pastor and the worship leader. And so when the time comes for you to challenge or engage, you do that with a humble spirit. You don't just you know gloss over things. You talk with your pastor and you encourage each other and figure out a way to uh, bend over backwards to accomplish unforgettable worship times in your congregation. And do all you can with what you've been given to work with. Don't overload your pastor. Be resourceful with what is at your disposal to make things happen without creating a lot of commotion. Sometimes worship leaders wait around for their pastor to give them, you know, two years worth of messages and everything outlined. That's probably not going to happen. You might get a year if you're in a church with a disciplined, you know, planned type pastor. You might get 12 hours. You might not get much of anything at all. But even then, you can encourage your pastor and 
choose songs that lift up the name of Jesus and help your people worship and make times that are glorious and, and worthy of giving God praise and, um, and, and encourage your pastor as you move along in that route. So number one is honor the time, two, honor the preparation, three, honor your pastor. And before we do the last two, we'll take a brief little time out for this commercial about Anchor. All right, we're back, and uh, thank you again for listening. Those little commercials help uh, create a little bit of revenue for the podcast, although it's so small that sometimes we think uh, maybe we'll just not even do those eventually. But for now, it's still fun to do it, and um, we're thankful for all the different people who are connected and for the ways that this podcast is helping to encourage and build up worship leaders and at the same time is a, a, a valuable part of our worshipleadertoolbox.com blog. And so you can find more if you go to the website, worshipleadertoolbox.com. So we're talking about the five ways that worship leaders can show honor. And here are the last two. Honor your church. Your church has given you an opportunity to live out your gifts and your calling. Do as much as you are able to do. Don't bemoan the church or beat the sheep over the fact that you're not making enough in terms of money or, or you don't have a big enough budget. Anytime you talk about the budget, you need to also include your salary. And if there are ways for you to create things that don't cost the church any more money than what they're already paying you, just with your creativity and your resource and your, your pull or your connection with other people, anything you can do to be more effective is going to be honoring to your church. And a couple other things. Don't talk bad about your people. Lead lovingly and be inviting. Learn how to delegate, invite, recruit, and ultimately have a goal of replacing yourself so that you are not only leading now, but you are leading in the future through your current work. Honoring your church means giving 100% each day right where you are until God leads you somewhere different. Sometimes I find that people are always kind of looking to see what's next in life. And, you know, God's going to lead you when the time comes. And there is nothing wrong with having several different ministry roles. I think people are just wired up differently. I know a lot of people who have uh, served as a worship leader for multiple churches in a span of, you know, just tw 10 or 12 years. And um, they plant a lot of seeds and they, they increase a lot of things and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also the possibility that honoring your church means staying committed even when the going gets tough now and then. And at some point, it will. And then the last one, honor God. We want to honor God with our words, with our heart, with our home, with our work ethic, our faith, and our worship. We want to live a life with integrity and be authentic. And worship leaders really, in some ways the culture has kind of put worship leaders on such a pedestal that drives me crazy, but we need to repent of even the smallest gap between life on stage and private life. If the only time you're praying passionate prayers is in front of people, you might need to recalibrate and think a little bit about how you are following Jesus. We want to be a worshiper. We want to be a faithful follower. And from there, count on God to fill us up to overflowing. Honor God with your very best. Kind of like that old Christmas song, Little Drummer Boy may not be the biggest and best thing that there is out there that people point to and say, this is unbelievable. But for you, it's all that you have to give. You honor God with glorious worship and a desire to invest and use up every gift you've been given. I want to thank you for joining us on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast today. And I hope this has been helpful. 
And these five things, honor the time, honor the preparation, honor your pastor, honor your church, and honor God. It might seem simple, but I hope it's a reminder today that we need to be worship leaders who honor these things. So before we close out here, um, Elizabeth, did you make any notes besides the tech notes that you could share? I did make a few about, um, whenever you're talking about preparation, like having time to prepare and getting material out to people so they can practice. <laughs> Cause I've been places before where like they, it was like the week of like before Sunday and we were still trying to figure out what we we're going to do. And like that just causes a lot of stress. So it's, I feel like it's really important to like have stuff available for people as yeah, soon so as possible. In, in the, um, the online world we're in over these last, you know, 10 or 15 years has made it a lot easier, but yeah. you've been on both ends. So you have, you're a keyboard player. So you are always waiting to hear what's coming up and yeah. what you need when. Yeah. But you've also led people and you have to send them what we're going to do. The songs are going to lead and yeah. the chord charts and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know from experience, you've also experienced whenever you send people stuff and then we get there and then it's not quite what we thought it was. And then we're sitting there trying to figure out what in the world yeah. we are going to do. <laughs> and, um, and all those things like wrap up into to one big thing. Yeah. But it is important for um, worship leaders to sometimes put themselves in the place of being like a band member. Yeah. Just for the feeling of it. Uh-huh. Because it's easy not to not to think about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do you think more of? Do you think more of yourself as like a leader of the group? Or do you feel like most often you're like back there thinking, where is this stuff? How am I going to get this practiced? I've, I don't know. I've found myself lately kind of putting myself like seeing myself as more of a band member and like how would they feel about this about this um because yeah, you, just, you just hit your mic yeah i did <laughs> yeah so, so lately felt more like a band member like yeah. putting yourself in that perspective like how would they feel about this yeah thing? yeah yeah that's definitely a good way to like lead because you, you know if somebody gets the music two or three weeks in advance even if they don't practice the night before at least they know that they had it. Yeah. They if they wanted to. Yeah. And depending on your church, you know, just the, the level of expectation is going to change some of that too. Yeah. We've had a, the gamut here at this church where sometimes we used to just print off music and hand out four songs on Sunday morning. <laughs> and everybody just put it on their music stand and plugged in and went. And, you know, that was back in the 90s. And, um, and, and nowadays, not only does the band need it, but a whole slew of other people need it yeah. for creating tracks and lyrics, and graphics and everything. So it uh, kind of depends on where you're at. That's a good preparation. And that's good to think about preparing from the standpoint of a band member or a team member in general. Mm-hmm. Any other yeah. thoughts? Um, another thing was the skill level of like the different team members. Cause I've also experienced, um, a worship team where it was almost like you had to be good enough to be a part of it, which it kind of makes people feel bad. Cause like, then they're like really hard on themselves and like, yeah, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> Man, that, that's the whole part of the whole other podcast. Like, yeah. What is the level? I know that's different in different places, but, um, how do you help people? grow in skill how do you give them opportunities how do you let them like do it and how do you make people not feel weird yeah and how do you not get in a situation where you have somebody that really can't perform yeah. to a certain level i mean they they either don't have the giftedness or they don't have the 
desire or the mm-hmm. time to put time in to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're, you're with somebody that isn't able to do it, but they're still so eager to do it. And then that's also, you know, that's yeah. a bad place to be too. Yeah. But yeah, I think some of that just grows with the preparation side of expectation. Like, Hey, in two weeks or three weeks, we're going to do this song. And yeah. in my mind, this is a difficult thing. Like mm-hmm. we're going to try to do it just like the recording. So mm-hmm. listen well, learn it. And then that kind of raises people up to like either yeah. sink or swim type of thing. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you again for listening to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Thank you, Elizabeth, for doing the tech stuff. And we want to uh, encourage you to keep lifting up the name of the Lord and to um, honor God and his church, his people, with all your heart and to, uh, and to be fully there doing what you're called to do. If you could, we'd love for you to, as we already mentioned, share this podcast or rate it and send it to some of your team members or send it to your uh, friends who are leading worship and um, would also love to have you check out the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast or blog as well, worshipleadertoolbox.com. On there is a place where you can download the 10-point checklist for worship leaders. It's a video and also a a PDF, and we would love to have you uh, take a look at that. Thanks again. Talk to you next time. Hey, this is Ava again, and just wanted to tell you thanks for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you and your ministry, and if it has, we give God praise. Let's stay in touch through the website, worshipleadertoolbox.com. Until next time, keep lifting up the name of the Lord and leading your people well. Thank you.